James Gunn goes out with a bang. Coming to you from the last video store in the universe, I'm Jason, the manager of Binge Movies Home Video in sunny tropical Akron, Ohio, and I'm not busy running the last video store in the universe and holding back cosmic darkness by entertaining them with selections of the top videos available in this or any other uh, timeline or universe. I am going to movie theaters, and I am recording podcasts, and I am ranking movies, and when I'm not ranking movies, I'm instantly reacting to them, and when I'm not doing that, I'm recording podcasts on patreon.com slash binge movies, and when I'm not doing that, I'm writing long-form reviews for video nasties, from horror movies, action movies, exploitation films. I'm doing special Patreon-exclusive podcasts that only certain select tiers of patrons get. I'm watching movies I've never seen before, reacting to them in real time, even on live stream for our top-tier patrons, assistant managers, and above. Just did Stone Cold 1991, Brian Bosworth, a.k.a. The Boz, and you missed it. You missed it either because you weren't paying attention or you're not a patron. Those two things are on you. And I don't say that to shame you. I say it to give you FOMO so that I can get money. But today, speaking of trying to get your money, I'm talking about James Gunn's for now final film, the MCU Guardians of the Galaxy. If you've never listened to an instant reaction before, uh, for patrons, I go galaxy brain. For non-patrons, I just try to tell you whether or not it's worth your time at the movie theater. And the short answer is yes. Um, Do you have uh, time in your life for a a two-and-a-half-hour film that is relationship and character-based with non-distracting special effects? In fact, in many cases, seamless special effects, uh, barring a couple shots here or there, deep empathy, deep pathos, heart-rending scenes uh, that uh, are could potentially, depending on if you feel or not or how invested you are in these characters, um, could really, really pull at your heartstrings, but does not feel manipulative in any way, shape, or form. And a move that truly, genuinely feels like just about anything could happen and still remains to go into some completely unique and original directions, things that you wouldn't necessarily see coming. This is a film that is James Gunn, it has that feeling of James Gunn is saying everything He has to say about these characters. He knows he's got one last shot for a very long time, maybe ever, in the MCU. And he's going to pull together everything he's ever even thought about, introduced, and put it together in a story that, while uh, being very large and sprawling, feels way more, more coherent than basically anything that we've seen since the end of Phase 3. Um, this is the second best Guardians movie, and recency bias aside, I would probably put it definitely within my top 10 for the MCU, and I might put it in my top five. I am a notorious disliker of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I think the movie is not very good. I think it gave us some really great things like Mantis and some other stuff. I think there's good stuff in it, but I think by and large, the characterization, the characters we fell in love with in the first movie are not those characters in Volume two. Now, ironically, they are those characters again in some subsequent stuff, with the exception of being Drax, which Dave Bautista 
the beast himself, the animal himself, has said he didn't really like the direction that his character went in. I would say if you like Drax the Destroyer from the first Guardians, he's back to being that Drax. And it feels like a really necessary, really good reset. Uh, Chris Pratt is doing some of his best work since the original Guardians. And these are characters who've been through things. They've been seasoned. They've been through the snap. This is this is not a movie that feels like it's taking place in a vacuum. And how many quips can we shove in? And, and how, you know, how many quips and how many... Um, Needle drops, although there are quite a quite a few, and not nearly as strong as the first film. Uh, but it, this this feels like where would these characters be in their relationship to themselves, each other, the universe, given the events of what we've seen from the MCU thus far, at least their relationship to it, and um, and also it, it feels like rather than trying to cram this movie full of quips, they crammed it full of heart. And it feels earnest and it feels sincere and it never feels to me cheap or cloying in any way, shape or form. There are some religious themes that are brought out here, uh, which might surprise you. There are uh, animal rights themes, which won't surprise you if you've seen the trailer and you know anything about Rocket Raccoon. And uh, this delivers to us probably one of the best heels, most hateable villains we've had in a great deal of time. I love Thanos, but that meme that went around, which was like Thanos did nothing wrong or Thanos was Thanos was right. It, Marvel ended up like you know the, the complaint, of course, against the early Marvel stuff was that all of the villains were just like evil versions of the main character. They were their doppelganger, and that's very true. Until Thanos, so Thanos was not anybody's doppelganger. He was, and I, and they tried to maybe say he was Tony Stark's doppelganger, but that never really worked. That whole how to build a suit of armor around the world. That never made any character sense. It never made any logical sense. Like I understood that having a near death experience in a portal to a other side of the universe with just giant worm dragons or whatever would probably fuck up your head, especially when you're already a, a raging narcissist and realizing that, you know, what was the line from Die Hard? You know, he thought, uh, uh, you, you have to forgive Ellis. He always gets sad around this time of year. He thought he was God's gift. It's a great line, by the way. And so I understand that, but like the whole where that goes and how that relates to Thanos never made any sense. Not never made any sense whatsoever. What always worked about that, or worked more strongly, I shouldn't say always, was you're not the sort of guy, Tony, who will fall on the wire. And 10 years later, that line pays off. Not quite like seven. And he finally is the guy who would fall in the wire. If you like that kind of emotional payoff for your characters, I don't mean death per se, per se. But I'm just saying if you like that sort of long form character arc where we are telling stories and these characters are going to have emotional payoffs instead of just stringing them along for the next franchise installment, this is your film. Uh, this is a great, great fun at times funny, not the funniest, but funny film that manages to bring in elements of every Guardian's appearance in the MCU, including the holiday special, and make it mean something and make it pay off, which is exceptionally hard to do. On the other side of this Patreon break I'm about to go into, I'm going to go Galaxy Brand on you and talk about the problem of trilogies. 
and why they're just so damn hard to pull off and why uh, either. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we'll go. I don't want to go too much further into it. So is this movie worth your time? Yes, it is. If it's been a long time since you've gone to see an MCU film, uh, but you were on the train and you've been about as cold on it as I have throughout phase four and the start of phase five, although I've enjoyed the television series more than most people. Uh, because I accept them at a different level. My standards are pretty damn low, except for um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I thought that was maybe some of the worst TV I've ever seen, period. I just, absolute garbage. Uh, I just wanted Isaiah Bradley to be, where's his movie? Let Make him Captain America. Sam sucks now. Sam was one of my favorite characters, if you go back and listen to the MCU episodes we did in the past. Um, yeah, um... This is the strongest showing in a really long time for Marvel. This is a very strong film. Um, Some really creative camera work, very creative, very well thought out action sequences, Um, interesting stuff, interesting takes. Uh, It feels like everybody lands just about where they should. Um. It feels as if we, if we never saw any of these characters again, it'd be okay. And if, if we saw them again, it'd be okay. And I didn't have that feeling. At the end of volume two, it's like, I'm sick of these characters. I don't want to see them anymore. And they kept reappearing and popping up. And I hated their appearance in Thor, Love and Thunder, which is um, a horrible movie. And the more time goes on, the less I like it. Except for it worked I don't, know the, I don't know the production schedule, but it feels like to me it worked as a proto-attempt at the accent that my guy would have for the Pope's Exorcist. My guy played Zeus. My guy played Zeus with a cartoonish accent. And then they said, do you want to be Columbo for demons? And he was like, do I get to ride a Vespa? And they were like, yes, you do, sir. And Russell Crowe said, can I keep the accent? Just tweak it a little bit. And they said, sure. And that's been maybe the highlight of 2022 film going, or 2023, ooh, sorry. I phased out there for a second. 2023 film going, it's all relative anyways, uh, has been the Italian accent for the Pope's Exorcist. So Taika is not the devil. He's just occasionally a shitty writer. Uh, for those of you who are not patrons, you just want to get down to it. Jason, is this worth my money? What would you give it? We use a letterbox score for instant reactions. I give it a four out of five. I think go see it on the biggest, loudest screen you possibly can. Uh, and go see it right away. If you're like, I don't, I haven't kept up with the MCU. I don't really know. Then there's going to be some stuff in here. I think is going to be hard for you because to really fully get, and that's just where we are with this stuff. You kind of got to be at least tangentially aware or watch a YouTube summary video to kind of get it. Um, at this point, we are in the place of rewarding hardcore fans who can notice nuanced allusions to and callbacks. We're beyond just like homages and fan service. We are now truly in the era of to really understand this character and what motivates them. You probably need to have seen this Christmas special that nobody really talked about that aired on a streaming service that you may not have. That's just like, it's, it's bonkers, you know, it's bonkers. Uh, and yeah, it's bonkers. So 
we're into the heavy waters, man. We're into the deep waters with this stuff. But yeah, I'd recommend it. Go see it. Patrons, for you, the show continues on. For everybody else, until next time, binge on. Mm-hmm.